from IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software, you're listening to The Art of Automation with host Jerry Cuomo. Thank you, Ethan. Welcome to The Art of Automation, a podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. Hello, my name is Digital Jerry, or DJ for short. It is my pleasure, once again, to be the guest host of our annual predictions episode. Our guest today is my digital twin, Jerry Cuomo, the human and the founder and host of this podcast. It's become somewhat of a tradition to kick the year off with a set of predictions that illustrate how technology is advancing the art of automation. We have so much to cover in this episode, so we're going to jump right in. Welcome, Jerry, and Happy New Year. Thanks, DJ. Thanks for having me again, and Happy New Year to you all. Well, it's good to have you as a guest. Let's get started. I am told you have four important automation trends to share today with our listeners. That's correct. 2022 will be another breakthrough year for automation. Thanks again to fundamental breakthroughs in AI around things like natural language processing and computer vision. Think about it. The business world that survived thus far has survived because of their foresight in going digital. Everything is digital, from ordering a pizza to telemedicine visits to conferences and everything in between. With AI, we can really take advantage of a digital enterprise and start to automate things that were not possible before. And there is a lot to be gained by doing so. Okay, okay. If you don't mind, let me enumerate the four key trends for 2022. No, I don't mind. And here's a drum roll. Yeah. Okay, here are the four trends that we are predicting will see a large stepwise advance because of AI in 2022. The first is automating code. Next is automating document understanding. After that, we have automating business operations. And last but not least, putting automation in the hands of everyone. Tell us about the first trend. What do you mean when you say automating code? DJ, just about every object on our planet today has software embedded in it. Trillions of lines of code power today's businesses from financial services, healthcare. On the consumer side, we have smartphones, smart homes. Even cars now sport over 100 million lines of code. But if you step back and think about it, this large volume of code becomes a challenge to enterprises. How do you debug, maintain, and update, especially as your enterprise is aiming to modernize this aging software infrastructure? As a result, we find ourselves in a new age where it's becoming essential to take advantage of today's powerful technologies like AI and automation to create new solutions from those existing assets and modernize processes across the whole enterprise. So this trend is about continued efforts to teach AI how to understand code so that we can more easily and quickly modernize existing code as well as write new code. And I like to joke and say that the last piece of unique code was written in the spring of 1995. All the code has written since has been a search, cut, paste from an existing application. But the trick is finding that existing code snippet and understanding the context and the architecture of that application that it was being used in so that you can reuse it. Enter CodeNet. Did you say CodeNet? That's right, DJ. CodeNet. And CodeNet is an open source project aimed at automating the understanding and creation of code using AI. DJ, it's a real breakthrough fueled by advanced machine learning models for language processing, among other things. But what really is key to its ability to learn about code is its large data set. CodeNet consists of some 
14 million code samples and about 500 million lines of code in more than 55 different programming languages, from modern ones like C++, Java, Python, and Go, to legacy systems like COBOL, Pascal, and Fortran. And given its wealth of programs written in multiple languages, we believe Project CodeNet can serve as a benchmark dataset for code understanding, translation, and ultimately code creation, and do for AI and code what ImageNet and the dataset that goes along with it did years ago for computer vision. Now, ImageNet's dataset of more than 14 million images, and as important, the hand annotations that give the images meaning, like this image is a stoplight, that is an orange, can give a glimpse of what's ahead for CodeNet. Using its annotations gained from code contests to help not just with the recognition of code, but understand its application and purpose. This way, it's many orders of magnitude better than the search cut and paste that I described earlier. The system can reason, explain, and learn from what I'm actually trying to accomplish with my coding exercise. Cool stuff. Agreed. But this trend doesn't stop here. It keeps going. The AI-powered automation technology in CodeNet opens the door for AI to perform the tedious job of software maintenance through the updating of legacy code. Specifically, AI-based methods for recoding older applications so that they can operate on today's cloud computing platforms. Enter two powerful automation tools, Mono to Micro and Application Modernization Accelerator, or AMA, give app architects new tools for updating legacy code and extracting new value from them. And these initiatives represent a step towards a day where AI could automatically translate, let's say, a 25-year-old program written in COBOL into a modern Java or Go program. Let me share a little highlight on each of these tools. Monitor Micro leverages AI clustering techniques to group similar code together, revealing clearly how groups of code interact. So once mono to micro ingests the code, it analyzes the source and object code both statically, which is analyzing the program before it runs, and dynamically, which is analyzing the program while it's running. The tool then refactors the monolithic Java programs and their associated business logic and user interfaces into microservices. Now, the objective of the AMA tool is to both analyze and refactor large legacy applications written in even older languages like COBOL and PL1. Nice. Okay, so what does this all mean? Let me try to now drive it home with an example. A large automotive company approached IBM to help update their $200 million asset consisting of 3,500 multi-generation Java files. These files consisted of more than 1 million lines of code developed over a decade with multiple generations of Java technology. So this was a complex monolithic application and it was not conducive to today's cloud-based environments. But by applying the AI-powered automation technology that we just talked about, we reduced the business's year-long ongoing code migration and we took that process down to just four weeks, modernizing and generating over 25 new cloud-native microservices by refactoring the legacy monolithic application code. Very cool. And folks, this is a big deal because now that these microservices have been unlocked from the big monolith, they can be used by new applications and help grow and respond more agilely to more opportunities. And this also sets up further automation possibilities that we'll talk about in the trends to come. Thanks. That was a good one.
Now tell us about how AI is changing the game for automating the understanding of documents. Okay, document understanding powered by AI can teach software robots to read and understand documents. This aspect of automation can help you process everyday documents such as contracts, invoices, and onboarding papers automatically. Yeah. So what this produces is increased productivity, but more importantly, it mitigates the risk of human errors, which almost always slow down business and frustrates customers. So today, there is an incredible need to use advanced technology to read and even understand a broad spectrum of documents from handwritten documents to modern machine-generated ones and combinations thereof. This trend is about how AI-powered automation is advancing intelligent document processing, also referred to as intelligent data capture, with an ability to classify, search, transcribe, scan documents to identify and extract specific information quickly and accurately. Can you share an example with us? Yeah, sure, sure. Think about how our businesses today need to manage the unexpected volume of privacy-sensitive data created by our employees returning to the office after months of working from home. Employees must provide authorities with information about each person's COVID-19 vaccine status, creating millions of documents that must now be input into databases manually while respecting strict privacy guidelines. Now with advanced computer vision and optical character recognition technology, we can capture and search vaccination forms with the highest degree of accuracy. This software must be able to check if all required fields of the incoming documents are filled out and comply with the company's guidelines. Makes sense. Now, DJ, I have to say doing this is a Herculean task because I'm looking at my vaccination record card right now. And as I look at it, I see it's a combination of a standardized form from the CDC with my block print printing out my name and date of birth. There's a table that has stickers from Walgreens that show the lot of the vaccine that I got and the date that I got it on. And then on the bottom, the caregiver actually wrote in cursive the brand of vaccine that I got and the date that it was issued. So that's a very complex, very diverse document that needs to be deciphered. I would say kind of like on level maybe with deciphering the Rosetta Stone. So over the past couple years, we've seen advancements in machine learning algorithms where sample documents are used as training data with annotations helping to provide hints to increase consistency and structure to those often highly unstructured documents. And as large batches of documents are processed, and think about the volume in the vaccine card example, humans can now provide additional annotations that point out errors to improve accuracy. And with advancements in computer vision, and think the ImageNet example before, even blurry images or rotated scans can be handled without costly human intervention. This trend is really about using machine learning to advance document understanding and automation. Before AI, a rules-based approach was used. While this worked okay for structured to semi-structured documents, this technique has issues with accuracy when documents become noisy, like my vaccine card. In fact, our IBM consultant team recently worked with the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs on their claims processing, which when we started was extremely manual, error-prone, and it was a lengthy process. Claims arrive by paper mail or by email, 
The VA required 700 employees to sort through this big volume of inbound requests in order to figure out how they should be processed and who should process those claims. It was extremely error prone because it was all done manually. Turnaround time was typically seven to 20 days. By leveraging automation like we're talking about, we were able to improve the turnaround time to less than a day. With urgent claims being processed in as little as five minutes with little to no manual intervention. Nice, nice. Automation powered by AI freed up the time of 700 VA staff, allowing them to focus on customer relations and high value work and facilitated a massive improved customer experience. And that's what this trend is all about. Great, you are two for two. We are curious to hear what you mean by automating business operations. Why is this a top trend? DJ, you've heard me in the past draw the analogy between the advancements in self-driving autonomous vehicles using AI-powered automation. Yes. Yeah, and and how it can inspire the thoughts of a self-driving business. Well, this trend builds toward that ideal. You see, if the company is the human body and the founders are the brain and the heart of the body, well, BizOps is the neural system and is the key to enabling that autonomic response. So BizOps uses data as the language by which decisions are automated and is the currency used to prioritize. So by using data to help the company define its key performance indicators or KPIs, BizOps helps craft the company's success story, focusing on what matters the most and pushes the right initiatives. One of the biggest issues in BizOps is connecting data and events across the various disciplines in an enterprise. Most of the time, the left side of the enterprise brain, let's call that the business, is not connected to the right side of the brain. Let's call that IT. This lack of alignment often leads to blind spots in observing your KPIs and understanding how best to optimize and automate and achieve those KPIs. How about an example? Okay, in fact, I have two examples for you. So let's take the first one, which illustrates BizOps in action, triggered initially by an IT incident, right brain, resulting in an immediate automated business action on the left side. So it might be useful to think about this as an automation assembly line. And as the pipeline progresses, business and IT data get collected and correlated, resulting, as we'll see in this example, with an IT incident automatically and immediately notifying all affected customers with advice and incentives to try again. Let's look at this example a little closer. Let's say that the IT incident in question might be a node going down, which then triggers the first IT event that wakes up the software representing the right and left side of the brain. An IT bot, for example, might instantly then enrich the incident data with the services most affected. In this case, let's say four payment service instances have gone belly up. This event now triggers new IT events that identified, let's say, that 500 browser sessions were in flight when things went south. Now's where things get interesting. A business event, left side of the brain, kicks in, handing off to a business process bot that maps this browser session to 50 affected client accounts with 86 active transactions with a total value to our business of $300,000. So the value in this case might be in merchandise and shopping carts or loan forms partially filled. Either way, our business is on a path to lose 300K. But thanks to a new set of automations, an RPA bot is triggered 
with precise information on these 50 accounts, maybe prioritized by account value, loyalty level, you know, gold, diamond, etc. And immediately and proactively contact them with a link back to their shopping cart or loan form with an apology and perhaps a discount coupon to save the day. Result, this example allowed the customer service representative or bot to instantly remediate a payment service outage by offering alternatives and discounts to customers affected by an IT incident, all accomplished through an integrated right-to-left automation pipeline, mixing and correlating IT and business telemetry, and proactively reaching out to effective customers, perhaps even before they realize something went wrong. Makes great sense. What about the other example? Yes, yes. Now, let's flip it around. In this example, we're going to see how a business event can trigger IT automations to save the day. Let's say an airline has business events triggered by weather data that predicts flight cancellations are going to happen in Atlanta due to impending thunderstorms. Traversing a similar automation pipeline as before, but now flowing in the opposite direction, so to speak, we can enrich this event with business data from a, let's say, customer service bot that identifies 100 affected flights and 1,000 associated passengers. Jumping from now left to right brain, based on a correlation against past history, an IT service reliability bot predicts that 200% increase in demand for the rebooking application will happen, and this bot will begin to write ServiceNow tickets to increase the number of instances of this app to handle the new forecasted demand. That kicks in, and an IT provisioning bot then starts to create new servers, storage, and network capacity as new instances of this application get deployed. Right-side and left-side automation aligning, once again, to save the day, as the 1,000 customers rebooking have no issues finding flights back home. Wonderful. Oh, and, and I have to say one other thing. It is not easy to correlate business and IT events. They come from different domains and systems in the enterprise. But don't fret. As part of this trend, we are bringing AI to the table in the form of things like Bayesian networks, which are a type of probabilistic graph model. They can be used for a wide range of tasks, including prediction, anomaly detection, diagnosis, automated insights, reasoning, time series, predictions, and decision-making under uncertainty. So really what we talked about before in AI ops, but AI ops meets business. A big deal for sure. One more to go. Tell us how this next trend will lead to putting automation in the hands of everyone. DJ, we often talk about automation and the hybrid workforce, and that it's about bots and humans coming together to do more than either in isolation. But how do we really bring humans and bots together? What does that mean? Well, in this breakthrough, we are seeing how advanced natural language understanding, along with a meticulous organization of bots, can put automation in the hands of just about every worker in the enterprise. Are you jumping on the low-code, no-code bandwagon here? Well, I guess so. But I think this trend presents opportunities to go beyond low, no-code, and quote-unquote code bots on the fly with natural language, like your voice or through a simple email. So perhaps an example using something we all know and love, Alexa. I can program Alexa with voice. In essence, an utterance in natural language, like... Tell me the weather. I guess you can call that a form of programming because with the help of Alexa's natural language understanding, the word weather is identified as significant and matched to a skill, the weather skill, 
Based on a certainty level, Alexa automatically calls the Weather Skill API, which I suppose fetches weather data from a weather service and does a text-to-speech conversion. Now, while that's inspiring, tasks in an enterprise can be much more complex, involving stringing together of multiple tasks. So in Alexa terms, it would be like perhaps asking Alexa to tell me the weather in French. And I don't think that sort of compound request would work today in Alexa. To make that work is significantly more complex and not only requires strong natural language understanding, but also requires your skills or software bots to be meticulously organized with additional metadata. So to make this work, I would have to pick out this time two keywords from the utterance, weather and French, and map them both to skills. I would have to know that the output of the weather skill is an English audio stream and that my French skill actually takes an English audio stream as input and produces French as output. So again, not easy to make this work, requiring careful orchestration, almost like a conductor organizing beautiful music from her orchestra. Behind this particular trend is a set of technologies that we've been working on called Watson Orchestrate. And this is the tech that allows the orchestration of bots without programming. Similar to the example I gave when I said weather in French, however, we're working with partners to introduce skills that are aligned with business tasks and applications. So think skills for working with SAP, Salesforce, Workday, ServiceNow, you get the picture. But we didn't stop there. To truly make this an example of hybrid workforce in action, we've linked this natural language orchestration technology with a concept we call the digital employee, which groups a set of these skills together and adds identity to the collection of skills, which is the embodiment of the employee. So you might have a digital employee that is assigned a set of skills related to human resource administration, let's say. This employee would be a useful addition to any HR staff and would have a number of skills associated with applications like Workday, which is a popular HR platform. But this is not a normal digital assistant that you might call when you ask for help from a call center. This is an employee. It has an identity, including a name, it is assigned credentials so it can log into systems like Workday under its own identity, which might be important for auditing purposes. And with this, the digital employee can start to understand how to automate a business task end-to-end, -end, things like helping onboard a new employee. And of course, a digital employee can be trained with new skills. This notion of a digital employee represents a real breakthrough in automation collaborative software bots that enable humans to interact with AI and automation more naturally. We like to call it comfortable coexistence, enabling everyone to engage in automation, making every employee an expert. This year, we will see the first signs of vendors delivering the foundations for digital employees. And we in IBM are certainly among the leaders in bringing AI into the mix. Extending RPA with APIs to use advanced natural language understanding with patented orchestration software to create a new form of digital assistant that has identity, skills, is trainable and retrainable and can be hired on the spot. And DJ, this is perhaps the biggest trend to keep an eye on this year because it can also pull together the other technology trends that I spoke about earlier. So for example, using automation of code we can now take these new microservices from modernized applications 
and create skills and digital employees from them, allowing new business applications and processes to quickly be created by anyone. Document understanding? Well, I can easily imagine digital employees as data entry workers, validating, classifying, and routing documents with minimal human intervention. And automating business operations by mining both business and IT telemetry. A digital employee can keep an eye on your most important business KPIs and notice and remediate when the KPIs are starting to drift. Again, the digital employee concept really has the potential to tie together many concepts in automation and deliver them to the masses. Result, getting back the gift of time so we humans could focus on things that we are best at, things that require judgment and empathy. We are getting closer to a day when the bots and the humans team up to make everyday life better for all, business workers and customers alike. Very cool. That's certainly both impressive and inspiring. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Art of Automation with guest Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow, CTO of IBM Automation. Okay, there we have it. These four breakthrough trends are poised to use advanced technology, especially AI, to greatly expand the scope of what can be automated in the enterprise. Well, that's it. I want to sincerely thank you all for listening in. And once again, I'd like to thank the human, Jerry Cuomo, Thanks again for having me, and Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, I want to predict one more thing, a fifth prediction, if you would. The Art of Automation book will soon be available, so I predict that the book will be very useful as an asset for those looking to understand and apply automation technology in their business as part of their digital transformation in 2022. And royalties from the book will be donated to the American Cancer Society. Wonderful. We're all looking forward to the book. And we want to hear your feedback. Please follow the link in description section of this podcast to connect to us on LinkedIn. Until next time, this is DJ signing off. Happy New Year.